Hi, welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am a Philadelphia-based artist, curator, and art professor, as well as artist coach. In this podcast, I cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists, like inspiration, mindset, art business relationships, and artist career strategy. You'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. Hello, Paula. How are you this morning? I'm well. How are you, Jessica? I am doing so good. I'm so happy to see you and I'm so happy to be here with you. And um, yeah, for those of you who do not know Paula, Paula is, uh, Paula Cahill is a amazing artist from Philadelphia. She's a contemporary artist and um, she is known for her dark blue paintings composed of a single continuous line reminiscent of the bioluminescent light that emanates from sea life at deep, dark depth depths. And you're from Detroit, Michigan, which we're going to talk about. And you have your MFA from the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts and a BFA from Tyler School of Art and Architecture. You also studied at the Art Students League of New York and Parsons School of Design as a transfer student. You um, served as an undergrad critic and speaker at Temple University among other places, and you have award-winning work that has been exhibited extensively in solo and group shows throughout the Northeast. And you are collected by many people and prestigious public collections, um, such as the Charles Library Collection in Temple University, the PNC Bank Collection, and Capital One Headquarters, which is pretty cool. And you work out of the historic Crane Building in Kensington Fishtown area of Philadelphia. And um, I, I know you, Paula, from, um, from our little group. So uh, we have this like Instagram pod and there's uh, these female artists, um, we're all a part of it and somebody invited you to the group. And I've so enjoyed just getting to know you better throughout that. And, um, and it's been wonderful been wonderful just getting to know you and see you at different shows and everything and so I just wanted to have you on because I know that you have been taking my course the Luminary Artists Academy and um, and also you just had a show and so I wanted to bring you on here to talk about both your experience with the Luminary Artists Academy and then also um, your personal journey as an artist and any anything that you have to share there with um, with the listeners about your journey as an artist and um, and how you are fulfilling your destiny as an artist. So yeah, I'm so happy to have you here. Well, thank you for inviting me. I've been really looking forward to this, and I'm also excited and happy about the opportunity to learn from you and how you've approached your life and your career as an artist. Oh, thank um, you. Wow, that's so yeah. humbling. Thank you, Paula. That's so sweet. It's been very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. 
Well, let's start with talking about your journey as an artist. So growing up, did you always want to be an artist or when did that spark kind of start for you? Actually, I was always really very embarrassed to admit that I did not think of myself as an artist as a child. Mm -hmm. um, I actually picked up a paintbrush for the first time when I was in my 40s. Oh, it was a wow. It was a magic moment. I felt like, wow, this is what has been missing my whole life. And I became more and more involved with art um, and eventually went back to school and completed um, the undergraduate and graduate degree in the field, which I loved. I was just so in love with painting and fully engrossed in it and wanted to learn more and more and more. Wow, that is so amazing because I know a lot of artists out there who maybe like they've raised a family or they've done like another career and they ask me like, is it too late for me? And um, can I only make it if I'm like fresh out of art school and I'm like 25? And you are living proof that that is not so because you have accomplished so much and you just decided to go and do it. And if you look at your work, everyone should Google Paula's work. It's incredibly masterful. Like I was looking at your work um, earlier this morning. I was like, this is, th her work is amazing. Like truly great work, I think. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, it, it really is. And um, yeah, that's so amazing. How did you um, discover your unique style that you have found for yourself? It actually happened very organically. I originally, I went to school to be a figurative painter and I probably actually studied the figure and painted the figure longer than I've been an abstract artist. Oh. And when I enrolled at PAPA, I fully intended to come out of there as a figurative painter. When I arrived, I put all of my paintings up in my studio and the first critic who came in said, if you want to learn to paint, flesh better, you should paint a, a fish. Hmm. And so I did. I went out, I bought a fish, and I painted it. You no way. That? Yes, this is true. Now, and the interesting thing is, there are no animals allowed at the Pennsylvania Academy. Not dead, not alive. You're not allowed to have animals in there. Uh -huh. So I had to buy the fish and paint it at home. Okay. He came back, he said, that's pretty good fish paint another one. And so I did. <laughs> <laughs> and um, apparently other professors thought that I painted pretty good fish. And they also told me to paint fish. Mm -hmm. I never figured out if it was because I really painted great fish or because they thought I was lousy at painting people. Mm -hmm. But I kept doing it. And about, once I was about five fish in, I thought, what the heck? I didn't come here to paint fish. I want to paint people. Mm -hmm. So I started painting self-portraits with people, uh, with a fish, I'm sorry. I started making self-portraits with fish. Mm -hmm. And what I had to do to accomplish that was to go to the fish market each week, 
buy a fish, come home and stand in front of a mirror, hold the fish with one hand <laughs> and paint with the other. Oh, that's crazy. So I guess these were dead fish. And I, you know, I'm a little bit cheap, Jessica. So <laughs> I wanted to get my money's worth out of that fish and I would wrap it up and keep it in the refrigerator mm-hmm. in between settings. Mm-hmm. So we're talking maybe three to five days mm-hmm. per fish. And my family started to complain about this. <laughs> but yeah, they thought that that was very weird. I decided I would meet them halfway and I bought an aquarium Mm -hmm. and I was going to just paint live fish in the aquarium at that point and at I had all this sort of coalesced with a growing wish to paint abstractly and I had made a couple of abstract paintings or rather abstract failures Mm-hmm. Um, that I brushed aside. I just didn't think it was for me. But I quickly became more interested in the way the fish were moving within that very specific space of the aquarium. Mm. And I started tracking their movements with line. I would make little architectural marks um, that indicated where the corners of the aquarium were. And then I just track with line. And pretty soon, you know, I had probably hundreds of these little drawings. Mm -hmm. And I just sort of decided to jump off and try to make some abstract paintings um, with all of the line drawings. They were scattered all over the floor. All over so they're the kind world. of like maps of like the fish's travels. Right, records. They're records of where they've been. Um, so cool. Well, it, in a way, yes, <laughs> but in a way, no. Um, first of all, I was in the 11th hour of graduate school mm-hmm. and it was literally the third, the end of the third semester. Mm-hmm. And as you know, having gone to PAFA, you have to mount a graduate thesis exhibition mm-hmm. and you also have to wrap up your final thesis mm-hmm. paper. Somehow I managed to exhibit actually a couple of large scale and small scale linear abstract paintings for that show. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing though that happened in the process is that everyone who came into my studio would look at the work and they would say, oh, I know you're referencing de Kooning or Mm -hmm. I know you must be studying Bryce Martin. Mm And here I thought I'd come up with something very original mm-hmm. by following the, these fish. Mm-hmm. So one day I decided in one impetuous move that, you know, I, I need to make this six foot by eight foot painting into something else, something that doesn't immediately um, make people jump to the conclusion that it somehow 
you know, tied to these other artists. Uh, oh, and the other one was Cy Twombly that they- Yeah, I could, yeah, I could see that. I love Cy Twombly actually. Uh, the, the energy in his works is very interesting, but anyway, continue. So what I did is I took my six foot by eight foot linear abstract painting, which was made actually from following uh, shark movements on videos. Mm. And I popped buildings onto the lines mm. in an attempt to subvert that. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, you know, continued to have an ongoing wish to try to come up with something different mm -hmm. and um, move forward to look back to the history of line and also continue to try to move maybe into a, a somewhat new direction, if possible. I don't know if it's really possible to contemporize or move in a new direction um, with a formal element like that, but it's fun to kind of knock yourself out trying. Sure. Oh, definitely. And I think that- With your ideas. <laughs> yeah. And I think that all these artists that you're, you're referencing, I mean, I think the difference is, well, there's differences. Every artist is going to do something differently. Even if you're doing the same subject matter, you're going to do it differently, even slightly, you know? And right. one thing that I think about your work is your, uh, your intention and your inspiration is coming from a different place you know, which makes the meaning different. So that's what I would say about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, I, I do think that that's true. And, you know, I tried, well, I try to slip in other formal aspects such as breaking the picture plane, mm -hmm. intentionally trying to create a three-dimensional line as opposed to using um, a classical modernist mm -hmm. approach to the flat surface. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I could see that. Mm -hmm. um, but at any rate, after graduation, I was so excited about painting abstractly that I really jumped up round a lot. I painted lines for about six more months and then I just wanted to experiment and I made all different types of abstract paintings, some more gestural, some more um, color field related, some trying to mix both imagery and abstraction. Mm -hmm. um, and at, I did that for about six years. And then one day I said, you know, I, I really would like to exhibit my work and maybe sell more than 0.75 paintings a year or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I started consulting with different artists and gallerists. And finally, someone said to me, look, you are an art dealer's nightmare. Oh, wow. Why did they wow. say that? They, they said, you've got to settle down. And... Oh. Um, you know, devote yourself to one thing for mm -hmm. at least six months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was the best advice someone could have given me. And that, that's when I returned to line. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. um, that was 2017. Okay. And one night, one day, actually, I literally holed up in my studio for 23 straight hours, mm. trying to make a painting that was made with line, but somehow tied into my experiences as a scuba diver. This episode is sponsored by the Luminary Artist Academy. The Luminary Artist Academy is a six-month, self-paced, transformational course for contemporary realist, feminine artists to blossom into the higher level of professional success from the inside out. The Luminary Artist Academy was written for you. As an artist myself, who has been through the dark night of my own soul, and through the thickets of my own limiting beliefs, in order to come out on the other side, I feel the struggle and I know where you are. I know the desires that you feel and the frustration at feeling like they are out of reach. And I have discovered the keys to unlocking your own potential and totally transforming the reality of your creative practice and your experience as an artist in a very short time after doing it myself. And I wrote the Luminary Artist Academy to share this process with you. So the Luminary Artist Academy is a comprehensive, detailed, step-by-step -step course that takes you on an odyssey through the inner chambers of your heart and soul to your creative practice and out into the world where you shine your confident feminine light as a luminary in your field. This course supports you every single step of the way to guide you into stepping into your highest version of yourself within your artistic career and your life. Don't let another year go by just thinking about it and without taking action. Being in limbo, saying next time or I'll do it later, is the reason why you feel like you're spinning your wheels and staying stuck. By doing the same things in the same way, you'll likely be in the same place you are now, six months from now, if you don't take action. Take the first steps today to believe in a different future for yourself. The gallery shows, press celebrating your work, and sales pouring in from your art is what you know you are meant for and what you ultimately deserve. Your most aligned artistic career is waiting for you. It's time to believe in yourself and value your dreams. I believe in you. Explore the course via the link in the show notes or at www.thevisionaryartistsalon.com. Mm. That was pivotal for me. Yeah. Because what I came up was using the line. Well, first of all, using a lot of those old records I had of fish movements. Mm -hmm. Also actually putting, combining the abstract line with some um, fish shapes and using the colors of the reef in the yes. and that's where a sort of a light went on mm -hmm. and I began to make um, lines that changed color mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so as I was doing that I got approached to um, have a solo show at the crane mm -hmm. and this was right around the um, 
it was right around the 2016 election mm-hmm. and or shortly after. And I ref- was reflecting on President Obama's speech the day after that national election. And at one point he said, progress isn't linear. Sometimes we move forward, sometimes we move backwards, and sometimes we end up right where we started. Mm -hmm. So I somehow wanted to use that. I love that. That's such a great concept. I, I totally agree. And it sparked an idea to use a continuous line Mm -hmm. that connects back to itself. Mm -hmm. So from there, I start, my paintings became one continuous line. What sometimes they don't connect back to themselves. I like to mix it up. Sometimes they travel back um, off of the page. But at any rate, I, used all those ideas, all those moments that were sticking in my head and had that first exhibition that we titled Progression. I love that. I love that so much. And what I love about this story is that um, a lot of artists want the final result and they want the final result like now and they want to see these amazing paintings that they created. But what I love about your story is that it's so clear that in order to get to the point of like having all of this come to fruition, this amazing solo show with this work that's really powerfully thought out, you had to go through all these mini epiphanies that happened in the privacy of your own home, in the privacy of your own studio. So like there's all these secret moments that no one knows about but those are actually the pivotal moments that bring to fruition the the final public exhibition and that actually create the concepts in the powerful work that you create. And it all starts from these like tiny moments and these like little sparks that you have. Right, in all that time that you spend Mm-hmm. alone in your studio sometimes I say everything I learn or know about life I learned from painting wow because you can translate so many of those lessons those things that happen as you make in a painting into real life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's so true it's so true the thing that comes to mind for me is like building a painting and um and what i'm trying to do with my paintings now is as i build them is to make every step beautiful so um as i build the painting and i build the painting and i have a vision of where i want it to be but every step along the way i want it to be a beautiful painting and i think that does translate into life for me because when you think of like these goals that you have long-term as an artist or just as a person, um, you know, you can get fixated on like, well, it'll be, you know, I'll be happy when I'm there. But, um, But to really enjoy the beauty every step of the way 
And even if it's unfinished, like to enjoy that stage, that's what I've been thinking about lately. I, I, I agree with you, um, but it, it can be difficult, you know, it can be very scary to stand in front of a blank paint canvas mm -hmm. start it is but it's also so full of hope and mm -hmm. possibility yeah and joy and then you get I find I get started you know and and then but in the middle it gets very messy and <laughs> yeah. the battle ensues between <laughs> myself and the painting mm -hmm. and then finally it you know and then it's the painting is eventually resolved. It, it's resolved because either I answer a question I set out to answer, or I explore a concept or challenge, mm -hmm. and then I can I can let it go. Mm -hmm. But um, I think the whole process and the journey of being an artist itself that never ends. Mm -hmm. And yeah. those moments of change never ends. For example, just working through your program, um, I had certain epiphanies that okay. All right, let's talk to, about that. Came to light. Um, yeah, for those of you who, who may have just been listening, we're talking about the Luminary Artist Academy, and this is a six-month. Um, program. This is my signature program. And um, Paula's going through it right now. So yeah, tell me more about your experience through it. Okay, well, I'm only, I'm not, I'm only about halfway through. But, and I think that one of the things, or a couple of the things that differentiate your program, because everybody brings their own experience and special mark. Mm -hmm. To, to a program is that there's also an emphasis on finding your voice, both conceptually and aesthetically. There are a lot of prompts and questions that have helped me to delve into that. Mm -hmm. um, but also, Jessica, I think that there's an emphasis on sort of synthesizing and really bringing together your lifestyle as an artist and your identity. Your identity, not just conceptually, I feel like we explore that um, in school a lot, but yeah. also your identity um, aesthetically. Mm -hmm. And I think that really brought me back to a wish I've, I've always had, which was to make work that is simple yet complex. And one thing I struggled with because every a lot of times I had when I had studio visits or when I have critics come in, one thing that people say is, okay, you need to activate the background more. Mm -hmm. And everyone will suggest that I create another layer with more lines mm -hmm. or different lines. Mm -hmm. And, so, and I would try and I would, you know, I was bringing more lines in the background into some of the paintings, but 
it was a struggle. And I think I realized that that whole idea of combining simplicity and complexity runs throughout my life. Mm. Aesthetically, you know, um, keeping things simple. When I look at the things I'm drawn to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or how I want my home to be or even um, just different styles, fashions, Mm -hmm. other painters. So that helped me to move forward in how I look at the background and foreground foreground relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I began to think, what if the background was activated in a different way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by maybe combining different colors on different planes Mm -hmm. or having um, different aberrations of traditional perspective Mm -hmm. or what if the background has a shape you know, because Ooh, yeah. shape is a simple thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Playing, playing with the planes as opposed to more, more lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it was really integrated. And maybe I, was, I wasn't really integrated. But at any rate, it, this all gave me new ideas. And it also... Um, I think you gave me permission to start trying some new things. Oh, great. I think that the program really helped me to do that. And also I had only painted with oil painting, with oils. Mm-hmm. And uh, I finally, I jumped off. Mm-hmm. You know, I was afraid of that, which is something that um, I think came out in working through the mindset part. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. I was, I was actually afraid to a try some new mediums. So I started trying acrylic and flash, which was exciting once I (laughs) got over that. Yeah. And also I think the idea of being more simple was, I was a little bit afraid of that. Mm -hmm. afraid of how would that be received and you know there is a fine line between being simple and being nothing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think I got over those fears Mm -hmm. and that's wonderful that's amazing and I could now I can experiment with these things and it's fun yeah oh that's wonderful I'm so happy to hear that Paula um, Cause I remember like a while ago, you had mentioned in the group that like you were having all these like epiphanies in the, in the course. And I was like curious what they were. So um, that's nice to hear in detail, like what you were thinking. Um, yeah, that's great. And then I'm curious what you, how you felt about um, the, uh, the meditations and the affirmations. Uh, what was your experience with that? I, I do find those to be really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, affirmations have been a part of my um, daily routine for, sev- for several years now. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Um, and I think that 
one thing I like about your program, I and it's I think it's really important is you also have to balance it with bringing out those the opposite of your affirmation. You have to balance it by bringing out and exploring your negativity mm -hmm. um, or your fears. Mm -hmm. um, of course, the meditations are you know super enjoyable and they're a shot in the arm. Mm -hmm. um, I also think your reading list is stellar. Mm. Oh yeah, those are some of the books that have really been such a um, such an impact on me. And um, I, I just want to comment real fast on your your talk about um, exploring kind of like your doubts and your uh, fears, which is what I do a lot in the course. And um, it's so true that um, what we don't actually know, we can't overcome, you know. And so that's why part of the part of the course is about exploring what are those doubts what are those fears and where do they come from and a lot of them can a lot of them can come like from our childhood or um through certain formative experiences that we've had in young adulthood or it doesn't even have to be young adulthood um but you know formative experiences or very experiences that have really um you know hurt us and we've said to ourselves I'm never going to put myself in that position again, or, um, you know, certain identities that we've been locked in because of how people see us. And so, um, so the course is about exploring that so that you can actually identify those things and see if they're holding you back from your true desires, which may be very different than how you're actually living right now or the work that you're actually creating right now. Um, and it, like you had said earlier in, the, um, in our talk, um, how like these tiny shifts within you, they produce like monumental changes in your work. And the same thing for like looking at your shadow work is identifying what things are going to hold you back because once you let go of those and once you realize what's holding you back then there's nothing holding you back anymore you can like actually go forward and um yeah it's like wearing weights um on your feet when you're like trying to go running and once you take those weights off it's like you can run so much faster um anyway that's it's been my experience and um it's been transformative for me um, and so I wanted to really incorporate that in the, in the course as well. Now, are you to the point where you are, have you done any of the, um, the work around money or sales or any of those parts? Not yet, but, okay. you know, I'm excited to hear your perspective and point of view on that. Mm -hmm. I do think, um, I think I've come a long way in the creativity mm -hmm. part of being an of being an artist. I am always. I think I always have to struggle mm -hmm. with the other part of it. You know, really getting the work out there. Um, and well, that's because you haven't done that part of the course yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, right, exactly. I'm excited to do it and see what your what your vision is because 
this is something I'm working on right now um, is moving into actually having quarterly goals and quarterly activities that can help to both get my work out there and hopefully and sell it more. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, I do, I do sell paintings and I'm really, I'm very grateful for that. And I'm in a number of public collections, but I know that I could do this better. Mm -hmm. We can always improve. Absolutely. And I'm always learning as well. Um, so yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, well, thank you for, you know, sharing about your course. I mean, my course, um, I appreciate that. And um, just so that people who are listening know, um, there is a special on the course and today's the last day of that. So if you're interested, you can check that out. There's a link in the bio. Um, and, um, and I also just wanted to talk, Paula, real quick about how you've made the steps um, kind of as like a second career. What did you do before you were an artist? What, what were you doing with your time? Oh, well, I was a speech pathologist mm -hmm. for, okay. for many years. And then I was a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And one day my husband, well, back in 1999, my, I, we had transferred here from Salt Lake City. I didn't know a soul. And my husband said, why don't you, um, why don't you go over I found this place, the um, Princeton Arts Council. He said, why don't you go over there and take a painting class? Maybe you'll meet some people. Mm -hmm. And once I went there and got started, you know, it was like just something that kept growing and growing inside of me. I, you know, I was fortunate to have a very nurturing teacher. Mm -hmm. um, for the first class I was so nervous and I, I started to paint and I you know I was like I'm I'm just a beginner <laughs> I never did this before and though even though I hadn't set, done anything she said well you're a very good beginner yeah that's amazing and that just kind of made me do it even though I had you know I don't there was nothing really to base that on <laughs> but it was nice of her to say Mm -hmm. And it helped me get going. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Words of affirmation, it can be so powerful. That's so amazing. And I just want to reiterate how like to anybody listening, it's never too late. I mean, Paula, you did this, you created this career and, um, and um, um, yeah, so it's never too late because you have created this amazing, extremely professional career as a second career as an artist. And um, I think it's really inspiring. And um, I think that people who have art as a second career, oftentimes they can be intimidated because they feel like they're like starting behind or they feel like they can never reach the level of professionalism that some people have because they've dedicated their whole lives to it. But really it's about where, where you envision yourself going and just inhabiting that version of yourself. And I think that you've really done that. It's really amazing. I'm always inspired by you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think your the scale of your paintings is really inspiring. I would love to, um, start doing bigger works like you do. And, uh, 
and yeah, just the way that you approach your career, like anything is possible because it is. So yeah, it's really amazing. Um, and but, what you, oh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, one thing I more that I did want to say about the Luminary Artist Program, the when I first began mm -hmm. it, it, somewhere in those first few um, lessons, you talked about you know, basically saying yes and taking small steps mm -hmm. um, because I felt a little stalled, which is one of the reasons I embarked on the program. I was a little bit stalled. I, I had had a lot of things come up in the last few years and some interruptions. And you said, just take those small steps. And through doing that, Right away, I had a um, I had a two person show schedule. Wow! Yeah, uh, I have a show a solo show scheduled for twenty twenty three, and I have a pretty you know I finished like eight paintings, and I have five that are close to finish. Mm -hmm. So I think you really you know got me, helped me move in that direction toward taking a little bigger step mm -hmm. instead of just having, you know, one painting in a group show here or right. um, having nothing. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's a lot for me, you know? Yeah, that's a lot for any artist, um, a solo show and a two-person show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that, you know, it all starts with believing that it's possible for yourself. And then, yeah, just kind of taking those baby steps. Because what I've found in my career is like, I'll have these like ideas. And I think that you get ideas because they are possible. Like they, that is a possibility if, you know, things line up and you really um, get into that, um, that mindset that it's possible for you. So whenever I have like a crazy idea, um, I try to follow it, you know, like, um, and, and sometimes people say no, and sometimes people say yes. And when people say yes, it's just, it's so amazing because they, that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't actually believed it might be possible. And yeah, it sounds like that's what you did with like the two person show and even the, and the solo show. Um, yeah, because because you guys had to actually come up with that idea, right? Well, yeah, it well, I think it's part of it was saying yes and mm -hmm. exploring possible opportunities and moving forward. Um, and I'm so inspired by you because you recently had the group show down at the Delaware Museum of Art. Yeah. Or, you know, the new pre-Raphaelites. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have this, the moon project going on. Where yes. You're sending, you know, a bunch of artists and their artwork to the moon. Well, we're not sending the actual artists to the moon. We're just well, sending the artwork. 
<laughs> when you send their artwork, you send them to me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, really hard to <laughs> We're going to be, well, hopefully I'm going to submit to it, but um, artists will be on the moon. I, you know, where did you dream that? That's so amazing. Yeah, I heard about the project and I just felt like it would be such an amazing um, opportunity for Eric Contemporary. And I ended up writing to the uh, director of the project and he loved the idea of doing like a show around it um, and then sending the artworks in the show to the moon. So um, that was that's a great example of how like, well, this is a long shot, but I'm just going to put it out there. And um, and he said yes. And uh, and so. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I would like to encourage everyone listening to this is that like, if you have like a really cool idea, you know, just go for it. And, yeah. you know, people, people and, and things will start to happen for you. Once you make that decision to be like, yes, this is possible for me, you just have to believe it's possible first. And then everything will start to happen to make that actually possible. That's what I believe. Yeah. Um, well, Paula, so what is next for you? What are you working on these days? I know you just had um, your two-person show. Um, so what are you working on now? Uh, well, the, the show, it um, Transfigured Reality, it is still up. Uh, so I'm getting ready for the closing exhibition, which will be um, in on the 25th of June. Wonderful. Um, and preparing a short artist talk for that. Hmm. I Next, I really want to work on launching some NFTs. So Ooh, that's fun. been very busy researching mm -hmm. um, how to create and how to launch an NFT. I think that is so fancy, so fascinating and so exciting for artists in the future. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be really busy now that I finished the um, finished up all the work for the show. I have a six foot by eight foot painting that I was working on in my studio mm -hmm. that I want to return to, and I, you know, really want to finish that up this summer. Mm, beautiful. And um, I want to I want to start um, looking for some gallery representation, and I'm excited to get to that aspect of your program too, um, because yeah, lots of uh, lots of ideas in there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that those are the three things I'm going to be focusing on this summer. Wonderful. That's amazing. And um, for those of you interested in maybe attending Paula's show, I'm going to have the link to her um, to her show and to her website and her Instagram um, in the show notes here. So you can check her out, start following her. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's gonna be awesome. Well, thank, thank you, you so much, Paula. I really appreciate you um, as an artist, as a person. And um, thank you for sharing your thoughts about your journey as an artist. And I, I really think it's very inspiring. Thank you, Jessica. Mm -hmm. I find uh, you've inspired me. So I'm really happy to be here. I'm happy to know you. Well, thank you so much, Paula. I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, 
I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired.